going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 710 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm back. I'm your host, Christian Piles, back from Colorado Springs, Colorado, meeting with USA Wrestling. Awesome times, as always, with that group. I'm joined today by James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren, and David Dylan Duncan Bray. He's here to talk some Super 32. It's Super 32 week. It's a big week for Bitcoin, Ben. It's going great. I'm, I'm he, staring at these prices right now. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna talk on the show. I'm just gonna watch the prices the whole episode. Well, now, now the the rumor is that you weren't. You've been using some wrong exchanges, and you weren't trusting Kyle Brackey's exchanges, use, which have been Listen, accurate. I use Crypto.com, which is a very good exchange, and people are saying it's ahead on price by a little bit. Whatever. So I'm uh, I'm on Coin Market Cap right now, which is uh, you know probably the number one or one of the number one price following things. So we're gonna get the all time high today. We're gonna have a party. All right. Well, we'll party animals. No one parties like Ben Askren, as we know. <laughs> um, big week for wrestling. We got Super Thirty Two, and the uh, the also it, what's near and dear to my heart is the uh, the competition debut for Caleb Piles this is happening Wait, Saturday. Where? Um, it is a local tournament in Texas. It, I'm not wow, even gonna say why, did, why do they have tournaments in October? That's kind of weird. It's preseason. There's tournaments all the time. Really? Not in Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, welcome to Texas. I don't know. I have no. I have no expectations. But I am. I'm very excited. As is he. He's been asking me to compete for some years now. So all that and veteran worlds in one week. I mean, <laughs> plus veteran worlds. Jeez, we've got. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. Okay. <laughs> David, um, kick it to you. Let's talk a little Super 32, brother. Dude, it's Super 32 week. I mean, it this this tournament is insane this year. I, it feels like I thought last year was going to be maybe the biggest one because so many guys hadn't competed in forever. Mm-hmm. But it even feels like the field this year might be stronger. So um, super pumped. We could we go weight by weight. There's a little bit of a story, I think, with every one of these weight classes. Um, pre-seeds are out. So it's going to be gonna be really interesting. Uh 106 pounders. I mean, the the, the big question going into this oh, one. Precedes. Yeah, you're looking at the precedes. Big big question right. going into this one. I think is where does Bo Bassett fit in in this high school weight class? Right, he's going to be in eighth grade this year, but he's in the high school division, and um, so so that's the question. There's going to be a bunch of super tough 106 pounders. This is also 106 is also you know it's the time of year where you see a bunch of guys decide if they're going to try to hold 106 or go up to 13 and so you know half of the ranked guys that are that are at Super 32 that are in the 106 rankings are actually now going to go up to 13. So there's not a ton of ranked guys. Um, Shout out Seth Mendoza. Seth Mendoza. Did they really precede to 30? Yeah, yeah. Some some weight classes, different weights are different. There's different number of precedes. So. so yeah, so there's there's different ones, but uh, the Shane McFillin, start calling him McLovin. <laughs> uh, you he know, he's, is McLovin. He's a good guy. If uh, I don't know if, if the starter goes down, you got McFillin. <laughs> you got a good McFillin. Um, so he, you know, brain. hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> that that's, pretty, good that's not too that's bad. Pretty good. That's not too bad. JD's mad he didn't come up with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so so Bo Bassett in the mix here, 106, and. Some of the guys at the top, Barrick Jordan, he's number three in the country. Uh, Nathan Desmond, Cooper Hilton, Seth Mendoza, Christian Castillo, some of the some of the really tough guys. What do you, what do you guys think? Anybody? I mean, it's, it's the Bo Bassett show. I mean, yeah. I, I think yeah. it's uh, it's crazy to say foregone conclusion, but um, I I really think he's going to win. He might not, but uh, I just think 
the one of the big questions you have for a guy with Super Thirty Two when they're going to be, you know, younger, it's like okay, the physical maturity. Well, that's just not even. It's like the opposite of an issue with Bo. It's like one of his biggest assets. Yeah. He's got wrestled in so many high level matches. He just, you know, he won Cadet Worlds. He's been entertained. It's just he's uh the trajectory he's on. I think he's he's going to win no problem here, and that's no. Not about disrespecting the others. It's about just the respect that I have for Bo. Yeah, he could have. Uh, you know, if, if these seeds, if these seeds hold, getting, Pyle's getting a call. call you from need NASA. to. I wish I could tell you who's calling me right now. You would. Oh, give us a hint. Wow. I, just a big I think timer. I have. I think I, think <laughs> I, I, I think I know who it is. Um, I'm sorry, my Ray, you on, give us a hint. Um, I can't. I can't do it's it. It's Trump. It's. Oh wow. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, <laughs> so, but but so if you think about this, so looking at the preseeds, Bo Bassett's going to have some interesting tests. If these seeds hold, he'll have Louis Gill in a quarterfinal. That's is a Pennsylvania State champ. Guy's super tough. That was also, by the way, the first round matchup at Fargo for Anthony Knox. It was like the round of one twenty eight. Um, Louis Gill and Anthony Knox hit, which is crazy. But uh, if Bassett gets past Gill, which you know. All indications would be that, that that would happen. Then he would have a semi with Nathan Desmond, super, super tough PA kid. So that would be fun. I, I do think – I agree that I think Bassett's coming out of that bottom bottom half of the bracket. The top half is really interesting to me. Uh, we talk about Seth Mendoza. He was in the Futures match at who's number one. He would have a, a quarterfinal with Cooper Hilton, who – those guys met at U15 – trials and uh it was hilton that got the better of mendoza there but they've gone back and forth it's a very very interesting one and then the winner of that match would get barrick jordan barrick jordan is is the the highest returning placer from super 32 last year he was fifth and then he won nhsca it's a pretty tough nhsca bracket he's good on top get on the mat um and and uh so some interesting styles that that those guys you know either hilton or mendoza would have to navigate whoever comes out the top side I, I, you know You'd have to favor Barrick Jordan, and then that would present a really interesting matchup for Bassett. I don't know that we've seen anybody uh, – seen Bassett have to wrestle anybody that's that's got some of the mat skills that Barrick Jordan does. So be interesting, but I, I think a lot of people are going to favor Bo Bassett and, um, you know, trying to be, become another eighth-grade Super 32 champ. Listen, I don't I know. Like Barrick it, Jordan, and, and, and maybe I'm – I've only watched him. He was at the AWA duels two years ago, and I had no idea who he was. And then I'm like, shit, he's kind of good. Yeah. And uh, But he had a really good dump and a really good tilt series, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I right on that one? Yeah, and he's and he's able to, you know, he's one of those guys that can, like, he can put a ride on if he needs to. He can just, you know, he can get tough and, and win some matches that are close. Uh, that's a skill, you know, winning matches that are close. And yep. um, he's good at that, so... Yeah, his his uh, his NHSCA's was was like that. You know, was, he had some matches where he had to really kind of dig deep. All right, and he's he's originally from Arizona, but moved to St. Paris, correct? Yes, and he's he's not related to the the he's not related, yeah, the lineage crazy, of huh? Jordans that are that are at St. Paris Graham. But, no relation um, whatsoever. Yeah, it's the same last name. Thirteen is going to be really. Really fun. This is, you know, mm. all the, a lot of those guys that migrated, migrated out of 106 are now up at 113. So you got Knox and Lillidall, the top two guys from, from 106. We saw them at we saw them at who's number one. And then you got last year's champ, Vinny Kilkery, and then a whole bunch of super, super good guys after that. Um, I feel like I'm surprised he's still making 13. I think I watched him in a cadet duels and thought, like, 
Damn, he's kind of big. Kilkerry? Yeah. Yeah, I you know he's what? short. He's he's short. He's actually like he when he won his state title as a freshman in PA, he was like the smallest 106 pounder there was. He was yeah, like, he's like 9900 hmm. pounds. Yeah. So super Got super it. small. And then last year at 106, he, he I remember after he won, he's like, "Yeah, I actually had to like cut a couple pounds to make 6." I have seen him enter yeah. some tournaments at 20, but but he I think he's really small at 20. Um 13 makes sense for him. It's going to be going to be really interesting. He's the one seed, knocks the two. Those guys hit in a quarterfinal last year, and Kilkerry really kind of put it on Knox. Um, got a five point move, a takedown, and turn, and then and then just kind of was in control after that. Um, but Knox, it seems like he's come a yeah. really long way. Um, so I don't know, right. but a little, potential Lilidal Kilkerry semi. Uh, that that's a lot of fun. I kind of think it's going to be the top two seeds, though, that come out, Kilkiri and Knox. And, uh, man, seeing what Kilkiri did last year, it makes me lean towards picking Vinny. But, but man, Knox, has he has come a long, long way. And, and uh, I kind of think he might get it done. I think I would pick Knox in this matchup. I think he's the best guy. I don't know this person, but Dragan Oreen. Yes. Anyone named Dragan? Yeah. His brother goes to uh, NC Kai. State. Kai. And- Kai. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a yeah. He's a fire breather, man. <laughs> fire Over breather. Kai. What does that mean? And dragon, I mean his name dragon. sounds like he's dragon. A, he's a, it means he's a dragon. Sounds really offensive. No. <laughs> Someone called me a fire breather. We're in a fight, dude. Well, what if your right. name was like one letter off from dragon? Yeah, if your name was Dragon Askren. Would probably there'd be a lot of fire breathing jokes. That's a bad name. I'm hoping that would be not good. I think it's a. I think it's a cool name. I think it's a cool name, and you should have another child and name him Dragon, Ben. <laughs> That's all we're saying. That is. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, dragon. Which part, me. the kid or the dragon name? Neither. Neither <laughs> Ben's done. Dragon Askren. People got multiple jokes they can make if you name your kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, yeah. This this match. Yeah. This or this this weight's really interesting. And there's a couple. You know, we talked about Bo Bassett at 106. There's a couple more. The Bishop McCourt eighth grade class. That super class are putting together. Sam Herring's in here. Jax Fort is also in here. Um, Couple guys from the south that are now in PA, uh, so a lot of a lot of fun. One thirteen is is a weight class where there's gonna be some chaos, and uh, it's definitely up there for my favorite. Yes, weight classes Me are too. going to be my favorite weight class to watch. Me too. I I just yeah I really like um, the the potential for chaos. There's gonna be some fun. Sam's gonna play, so I feel it. I, he dude, he looked really good. Who did he beat? He wrestled he wrestled uh, Knox pretty tough at Fargo. I was I was pretty impressed considering how the First, their first meeting happened, uh, went down. I thought he made good strides there. He did make good strides. He he had a really good win at the True Power event recently. I'm trying to remember who he beat. I think it was a state finalist from Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, he he's been looking really good. I I could see for sure he could, he could be on the podium here. Yeah. Um, 120. Nate Jezaroga. He oh, is. Snap. He's in the mix. I, I see Joey Cruz as a two seed, but I don't believe Joey is actually going to go. From what I've heard, um, he's not going to be there. If he is, we could see that rematch, and I, I would like to see that rematch. Joey Cruz is. He's never going to make any excuses, but he he took the the who's number one call very last minute notice. Was not you know planning to be down at weight. Did it. Made it. Um, wrestled oh. tough, but. I think with you know if he is there, that's a that's a match I would like to see, but I, I don't think he will be. Lynn, you know what I'm excited about? What you already know? One twenty. Oh, Mantonona. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nate Man. Oh yeah, Brock Man in the mix. 
Brockman. You yeah. know why I'm here. I mean, I'm here for all Mantanonas. Brockman is, you know, he he looked incredible at Fargo. He made the finals, beat Kilkiri like convincingly. Um, used all his Mantanona magic in a in a, you know freestyle and looked really Mantanona good. magic. That's yeah. uh, that you should, you should coin that. Coin it. Trademark it. Right. Charge him if he wants to use it. That's the that's the Bray model. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, this is a really deep weight. Lordson yes. at six, he's really good, dude. Remember him? Yeah, Lordson. Like, what would it would not surprise me if Lordson was in the finals at this weight class. Yeah, like that guy is so so solid. Uh, I yeah, I love this weight class. Um, I think. It's Jezeroga, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Ain't no one beating that guy. He, I say that every year at Super 32 about someone. Last year, he, he, you know, everybody was circling a Jezeroga Kilkiri final at 106, and Jezeroga got beat early, like round of 32 or round of 16. Yeah. Um, came back. Though. Came back for third, and yeah, he, I mean, he, he killed everyone on the way back. Kind of. Mm-hmm. He kind of did. He had a really good match with Knox in the third place match. Um, but. But he, yeah, he really did. He just, he looked great. But that was, so, you know, get, that's, that's to your point. Like, getting a title at Super 32 is very elusive. It's hard to do. Um, Jezroga is the, the pretty clear favorite here. Uh, I, man, there's so many good guys. Aiden Valencia, we've mm-hmm. seen him look really, really good. He is all the way down at the five seed. So we could see uh, Valencia Mantanona quarterfinal, which are like, you know, perfect clash of styles. Valencia is super solid positionally, and Mantanona, you just don't know what you're going to get. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But I, yeah, it, Jezroga is the guy to the guy to watch, and then a really really fun field after that. Um, anybody else stand out to you guys here? Then who you got in these fields? Give some. Uh, I have no one seated so far. I would have to look at the list. I know we've been Bast at 113. He's a state champ. Um, we have five seated guys. I'll- I was just looking through maybe six, six or seven. Max doesn't like Super Thirty Two, so a lot of Max's guys are not attending. Really? Yeah, they allow well, headlocks more than that. At Super Thirty Two. What's up? They allow headlocks at Super Thirty Two. No, <laughs> fire and fireman's carries. Well, That's actually, true. we have Munier and Erickson are both seated. Grayson, Clayton, Sinclair. Maybe, maybe eight seated. Uh, now that I think about it. I thought Max was at Super Thirty Two last year. He was, but last year was unique because there was nothing going on. Dang. Yes. Well, come back, Max. Come on back, Max. Um, so yeah, I, so some of the no, seeds here, some of the seeds here are a little, little crazy though. By the way, at twenty, spooky scary. Uh, yeah, spooky yeah, seeds. This is definitely a weight where their boys becoming men. Um, <laughs> and but <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Monoperto at the eight seed, I don't, I don't get. I think he should be significantly higher. But that's going to set up a Jezeroga Monoperto quarterfinal Monoperto, more than likely. That's a funny name. <laughs> yeah. Um, that kid, that kid's super tough. Had a really good match with Joey Cruz in the HSCA finals, and and he's he's been solid for a long time. Where should he be seated? I I, mean, I think I would have had him at at probably three. Really? Yeah, three or four. Had all these um, guys. But one of the things that's hard about seating Super Thirty Two is that like you know you need to take la- last year's results into account. Um, that's a big part of the seating. It, you know that that kind of becomes the becomes a thing at some of these tournaments but let me see I, I wonder what he did at super 32 last year um i mean he was he was fifth he he beat kale lordson he beat spencer moore he beat jake craps for crying out loud he should he should uh I, I think he should be higher that's a seat i don't understand that that could that's the kind of thing that like 
I take Jezroga in that match, but that's a tougher matchup than Jezroga would expect, I think, to have in the quarters. So uh, the Monoperto seed, I'm a little confused by. But um, either way, you know, I think it's Jezroga's weight. I'm excited to watch Dalton Perry at this weight. He's a tough freshman out of Pennsylvania. He had a kind of a down Fargo from what I was expecting. He wrestled Jezroga tough at Akron, um, but I think he bounces back and, and does well. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. He he beat uh Kilcurry at last year's uh True Power event, correct? That's I think when he kind of got on my radar. Yeah. As an 8th grader when he beat Kilcurry. Yeah, he's super good. 26. I mean, you talked about 120 being deep. Look at 26. All the way down to to number 8, Kyler Larkin. We've got Oh my gosh. We've got He's super good. Fargo finalists like all the way down um in the in the uh in the seating here. Shout out PJ Duke. Yeah. Um, Sergio Lemley right now, number one in the country, but this is a weight class that seems like it could get turned on its head at super 32. There's just, there's, there's not much separating a lot of these guys. Um, Corey lands the one seed. He's been really good at it. I mean, just throughout his career, but at this tournament in particular, he's a guy that could, that could very well take over the number one spot in the country. Um, Cannon Webster, the five seed. Cannon Webster is like so – dude, that kid is super tough. I wouldn't be surprised to see him number one in the country at the end of the weekend. Um, Vince Robinson at the four – that like that kid so, – look Cannon at the, the one that beat Mason or is a different Illinois person? Cannon is the one – He had a crazy – oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I thought we were talking, didn't Robinson have a crazy match with uh, Drake last year? Yeah, he had a good match with Drake. Uh, Vincent Robinson is the one who who just smoked Dean Peterson at Fargo, and yeah. and then it was like, oh, okay, this dude's this dude's for real. Um, he he lost to to Drake Ayala and Fargo, but has looked really really good. Cannon Webster is the one that upset Cooper Flynn at Fargo. Oh. Um, so that's two. I mean, those are those are two guys that are that are really good. And you, you asked yeah. a question about Mason. They had a cadet trials match. Really close, maybe. Yeah, it was crazy. Like Mason Gibson had to like pull it out at the end. Um, oh, like a late two or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had them all but beat. Ended up taking the loss, but he he has looked like just rock solid. And folk style, I think, favors him compared to compared to freestyle. And he's had really good results in freestyle. So, um, Cannon Webster is really good. That top half of the bracket. Cannon Webster, Vince Robinson, quarter, Corey Land, Kyler Larkin, quarter, and then you know one of those one of those guys is going to come out, and then the bottom half, Sergio Limley, Gabe Wisenhunt is a is a potential semi. But who do you think's um, winning this, dude? Honestly, the guy I haven't brought up that I I really think could potentially is PJ Duke. Um, yeah. He was a finalist last year at one thirteen. Uh, he lost to. You lose to Braden, Braden Davis in the finals. Um, I, I have a really hard time picking this bracket. Uh, I did in the in my in my preview prediction article. I think I picked Cannon Webster over PJ Duke in the finals. I think that's what I picked, and I, I think that's I think that's what could happen. Good pick. What do you guys think? Cannon Webster is really good, but I, yeah. I haven't watched uh, much of a few of these other guys, so hard to yeah. say. This yeah, I have, I have no idea. This weight is so good. Like, yeah, it's it's just. You didn't even mention Little Buzakis. Didn't even mention Little Buzakis. Yeah, good point. Little Boozy, as we've been calling him <laughs> around around these parts. Yeah. What's he seated? Where is he? Man, there's some 
Good, good guys. Uh, That's fine. Let's keep it moving. Whatever. Yeah, let's keep. Come on, keep moving. So let's talk about Big Boozy at one thirty-two. <laughs> Big Boozy. <laughs> Big Boozy. Uh, Nick Buzakis, the one seed. The the match I think a lot of people really want to see is yep. a rematch with Nick Buzakis, Emilio Isagere. Isagere is the dude is just fearless. Like last year, Isagere jumped on a lot of people's radars, my radar included. When he, I mean, you know, people were aware of him, but like when he when he beat Jordan Titus, not very many people saw that coming. No, um, super impressive. He he had the big the big probably the biggest upset of Fargo when he beat Nick Buzakis, and so. Now everyone knows this guy. Um, he's part of a super interesting story. Yes, just kind of a side sidebar from from being a really good wrestler. But I don't know if you guys remember the Greco finals in Fargo. Uh, Davian Guanajuato when he won at one thirteen, he he put out this shirt, put it on, and said Eloy boys. And I didn't know much about him until then. But the Valiant Prep guys down in Arizona, there's a, a number of them: the Guanajuatos, the Isagueres, um, maybe a couple others that live in this town called Eloy outside of of the phoenix area and they travel like an hour every day just get to practice um they really you know they they come from from kind of a you know hard situation and they they travel up there to valiant and they just they they train like crazy they wrestle a national schedule and they get it done and and that was like so clear at fargo every one of arizona's all Americans at Fargo was part of that Valiant Prep program, and you know a bunch wow. of them were were um, were at or from Eloy. Um, Isagari is like kind of the flag bearer for that group, and uh, he's the three seed here. He'll potentially have a, a quarterfinal with Braden Basil. I would favor him there, and then he could see Brock Bobzine in the semis. Uh, that match unless Grayson Clark beats him. Unless Grayson Clark beats him, that's a good point. Grayson Clark's looked really good lately. Yeah, he had, he had a. I was really impressed with him at uh, AWA Duels. I was um, I was annoyed because that Joey Fernow dude from Izzy beats all of our guys. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, dude, he he beat he beat someone on our second team. I said, oh man, dude always beats our guys. He said, yeah, he beat me at Fargo. I think it was a seventh place match two years ago. I said, well, hopefully you get it back. And then he he got two takedowns and a pin in the first period uh, against Fernow. So I was really happy, and he just looked really sharp in that match. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, he's 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 been really good. Um, so Grayson, let's see what's his so his path. Yeah, seven be seven. So he'd have Bob Zine in the quarters. Whoever um, Ted uh, Chase DeBlair, I know him too because he he's given the funky fresh a few times. Yeah, DeBlair is one of those guys that looks like he's maybe cutting a little to get down to thirty two. Um, been up at mm-hmm. thirty eight some, but uh, so Grayson, yeah, what do you think about? Has he wrestled Brock Bob Zine much? I don't think he's ever wrestled him. I don't believe so. He t- he kind of I don't want to say he got upset, but I believe he lost four to four in the U seventeens um, to a guy who's pretty good. But I, I'm blanking on his name right now. I think he was an Illinois kid, and then um, came back and who did he lose to on the backside? Took seventh, and then he 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 did place at Fargo, but he kind of had a knee injury, so it wasn't his best performance. I don't think. Sure, Bobzine was on the Cadet Greco team. Like that guy was. I mean, he was lights out at Cadet Trials. Super, he's like, yes, mean. The dude is like. Well, I thought he was the off. one that lost to. Didn't he lose to Mantanona in the in freestyle? Cadet yeah, freestyle finals, yep. right? Yep. Okay, that's the guy. <laughs> Those matches were wild. Did that 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 yeah. series went all three matches? Yeah. I think it um, did. Yeah, and it was it was totally crazy. Uh, Bob Zine's going to he's going to Wisconsin, so um, yes. you know, a little Wisconsin 
present Wisconsin on future Wisconsin crime potentially in the in the quarters. Um, so, but you know that 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 group on the bottom half is going to be interesting. Buzakis could have Ryder Block in the quarters. Uh, that's no easy no easy match there. Ryder Block, super good. The kid at nine is good too. Nifit Nifinigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you gotta be careful with that one. Um, yeah, uh, yeah he, he's good though. Um, I watched him at Central Regional, and I was maybe it was or maybe Northern Plains. I was really impressed with him. Yeah, he, he's super good. Very, very tough um, Ohio kid, and uh, you know, yeah, that that eight nine is no that's no win, no no gimme win for Block for sure. Um, but one of those guys, Buzakis, will have in in a potential quarter, and then either Seltzer or Danny Ninny in the in the semi. So, Wait, is Valiant uh, Prep only for wrestling? It's really interesting. So <laughs> I just I just went to their hold on. I just went to their website and I clicked on athletics. Yeah, and the athletic like logo thing is a wrestler, and then the only thing on the page is wrestlers. That's what's up. We need to. Uh, we need to we need okay, to talk cool. to we need to talk to Eric Larkin about about what's going on there because it is really it's really fascinating. So th- this school Valiant Prep they they are not they're not in national preps they're not in Arizona they're not like sanctioned there so they don't they don't have like a you know a culminating Everybody. state championship or anything like that or national preps or anything they go to so they just they pretty much just train for big national events you know they do have some other schools in their league. And the schools, the schools. Do they have league, other sports, or is it literally just wrestling? They might have other sports, but like, if you look at the schools in their league, you can tell they're like their Dude, prep this schools is just that are designed for academics. You go to hold on, you go to tuition, the tuition page, and it says support Valiant, and there's three pictures of wrestlers um, on the tuition page. Yeah, it's great. It they, is just, I mean, yeah, dude, fascinating. Yeah, they have, they have you know, they're, what was that football school that uh, was pretending oh, <laughs> to be a high school? <laughs> Yeah. Bishop Sycamore. Bishop. Thanks, Tyler. Bishop. Bishop Sycamore versus Valiant Prep. Yeah. I, I want to oh, see that duel. Um, no, but – Bring do, Set gotta, that up for AWA duels. Bishop Sycamore versus Valiant Prep. Maybe it is just wrestling. I mean, yeah. the, the that, I think it's just wrestling, guys. Forrest Molinari, Which, Angel Cejudo on the coaching staff. That's pretty good. And they also teach geometry and, and uh, U.S. history. Dude, their, their, their league the, – Bracky Brack, and I were looking at this last year, and their league the, – the, the schools in their league are like – they have names like Imagination Surprise or something like, and you're like, what? Like, how they is that? These a... weird names. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. How we got got back on. Oh, because yeah. we're talking. But... Oh, Eric Larkin is one of the teachers or something. Yeah. Oh, he's a junior high coach and he's the co-founder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Eric Larkin. He's a great dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I'm fascinated. That story, the story of that school, like, is just like very, very interesting to me. I got, oh, I got to and... learn more. Mike Douglas, who's the athletic director, I believe he ran a wrestling club in that area. Yeah, they thir- they all wrestle at Thoroughbred. Yeah, Thoroughbred. That's what he. Mm-hmm. I believe he ran that. And that's where I mean, like Henry Cejudo trains there sometimes. Like that, you know. <laughs> this is too awesome. Then the science department head, he's choosing neutral in his picture. He's saying, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the best thing ever. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Hey, it's 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 really it's really interesting. So Andre Morgan from Chicago, he's the junior high teacher. This is great. How did they get him from Chicago? I don't know. They don't have this Valiant Prep in Chicago. I'm looking through their staff and I know every person. Uh, <laughs> this sounds is like so a good cool. staff then. 
Man, what if Max was on there? Max is a strength and conditioning coach. They're gonna hit you up hey. to be the chaplain. <laughs> Max and I have Max is Max and I have. We've also talked about making our own fake high school. So we might we might, we might need to be taking some notes here. This is tremendous. you are the club coaches most likely to start a fake high school. Then, not what's already been done. This is this is this is so awesome. <laughs> I think they get an actual education here too. At least I hope so. Well, um, I'm sure they do, but it looks like they just made it up just to. So, hey, the science, more, the science more department is choosing neutral. <laughs> <laughs> this is so awesome. That's great. The English teachers like doing like three near fall. Yeah. Um, so, but what do you guys think about the Isagere Bazakis potential rematch? Uh, I thought I saw you maybe had something pulled up, JD. Did you have a clip pulled up or no? Uh, just just a match from last time. The way it played out. I think it definitely favors Buzakis this time around that it's folk style, <clears throat> not freestyle. Uh, Isagiri kind of has a little bit of a wild style, you know, likes to, isn't afraid to go upper body, mix things up. Um, so if Buzakis is able to control things, um, stay aggressive, but not get overly aggressive and kind of out of control, which happened a little bit. In their Fargo match, it's definitely going to favor Buzakis this time around. You know, one of the things Mike pointed out when we were talking about it, and I think he's doing a video breakdown of this match, the, the like, Isagiri didn't have trouble, um, Isagiri didn't have trouble, like, defending Buzakis' leg attacks, and he did a good job staying out of that snap-go-behind situation that, that Buzakis uses. You know, like, last year at... at at uh, Super 32, Buzakis was like snapping guys into that cow catcher over and over, and just like horsepowering people. And and Isagiri kind of had a you know a little bit higher stance. He was he was more interested in trying to defend leg attacks than he was getting snapped down in in Fargo. And if he can kind of replicate that game plan, I think it's gonna be really close. But I agree. I think Buzakis is the favorite, even having lost that match. Um, the thing that that really impressed me about Isagere in that match in Fargo though was like you know there were some crazy exchanges but when the match got into the later stages and it became about pace like Isagere was he, he was in good shape he looked like no problem hanging in there with with uh, Buzaka's physicality and um that to me says he's got a very very legit chance here but uh I'll take Buzakis. um big boozy yeah is everybody taking Buzakis there yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking so. at Valiant Prep. They, uh, it's literally like <laughs> half a mile from where I used to live when I lived there for a year and a half. So I'm checking out my old apartment. <laughs> there you go. How's it looking? What's the what? Yeah, has it appreciated in value? What's going on? I, I mean, it's rent. Well, it's next to Valiant Prep, so Uh-oh. most likely. You know why I want, love 138? Super 32 is <laughs> rapidly becoming my favorite tournament of all time. We got another Mantonona. We got another Bowman. Um, 38 is a really wide open. Just wait till Anthony's still in college and there's however many man men all yeah, at I, Oklahoma. I want a fine silver like situation <laughs> at, at Oklahoma. Where half the lineup is man men? Yes. Yes. Just, that's I, what I, I mean. We're, we're getting closer to, you know, to that being a reality. <laughs> yeah. So that'd I'm be ready good. for it. Yeah. Right. Troy and couple- eight man. Uh, 38 super wide open. Uh, the one seed is Richard Fedlin. He's coming down from 45 where he plays and, and looked really good at Fargo. Uh, then we got Bowman, who mm-hmm. we all know. He was he was a, wor- a worldwide famous. He took the Bowman Oh, uh, Not train. to take you guys off the rails. We did it. Bitcoin, all-time high. 
Well, I don't know. We'll see what what. Uh, I might just end this show right now oh, and wow. go have a party upstairs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we got bit. Jackie has weighed in. Oh, uh, yeah. So actually, it's a little better than you realize. It's it's, it's just a little north of sixty nine thousand. Nice. You don't want to be left behind, Ben. Thank you, Bracky. He is our uh, from Morgantown, West Virginia. Man, oh, there you funny. go. All right. Oh, One thirty eight. I love it. That was good. <laughs> He's such a goober. Um, yeah, thirty eight super wide open. Uh, you've got guys like Fedelin down from forty five, Dylan Gilter at seven seed up from thirty two. Um, so I, some really interesting stuff here. I kind of think we could see a potential Fargo Finals rematch in the Super thirty two Finals between Joel Adams and Tyler Kasich. Uh, that match was incredible. It was wild. Came out of the last second in Fargo. And I think if it, you know, if it's in folk style, it maybe favors Kasek, uh, who's the four seed. Those are the two guys I picked to, to be in the finals. Um, but really, so many guys in this one could could punch through. Um, I I don't know. I'm 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 very curious. Bowman would have a Dylan Gilcher quarterfinal, and then Joel Adams Bowman potential semi. Think about that for a second. Yeah, Adams Joel- Adams is a monster. He can't get five point. He can't do five point throws. They'll probably disqualify him if he does. So that eliminates like seventy five percent of his offense. Uh, he's got to settle for twos. He's got to settle for two Fancy point twos. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, man, I I don't know. I I think this is a big test for Joel Adams. I I you know he's so good international styles. Uh, getting it done in in folk style would raise his stock significantly. Um, I kind of think he's going to make the finals. So I, I don't know. I got Kasich coming out of this one though. You guys, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, whatever you say. I don't know. That, I don't know that this weight. Well, all I know is Bowman, Bowman title. If you're, <laughs> if you're gonna know one thing, it's a good thing. To it's know. a good thing to know. This <laughs> it's tough on top. Um, I like him a lot, but uh, gotta go with uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Stand up. Oh, oh wow, he's going Joel. I I think we, I hope we're not disrespecting Fedelin. That yeah, guy is so up? he is yeah. so so solid. Seems like you um, seems like you don't respect him. I hey, I'm gonna because you think his name might be Kevin Federline, the former husband gonna, of Britney Spears. I'm gonna put a little bit of respect on his name right now. Um, right. No, Fed, Richard Federline is super good, and he's he's part of that Columbia recruiting class that uh, that I think is gonna really change the program. Um, he could win this whole thing; it wouldn't surprise me one bit. I don't know why. I don't know why I'd have a spidey sense about Kasich coming out, but that's that's just just how I feel. Go for it. All right, 45. This one is okay. interesting. Now hold on. According to one Ben uh, uh, David Bray, I thought Cody Chin wasn't going to wrestle in high school anymore. That's that was that this was is very much a high school tournament. That's what we heard. Um, that's that's what we had had heard from. Uh, Lie to us, Bray. Hey, that was the that was the word on the street was that Chittum was going to focus on on freestyle and wrestle at college opens and was not going to do any more high school tournaments and and so um, took him out of the rankings because he wasn't going to do high school events. But now he's back. This is a high school event. He's he almost be- made it to the start of the actual season without competing. Yeah, in a, co- it, in a high school tournament. It, it's it's you know what like He's coming for that. So what high school is he going to go to? He's if homeschooled. He, he goes to yeah. He goes to Apex high, Apex Homeschool. I think is what he it's needs called. to go to Valiant Prep. Yeah, listen, he I just well. looked at their board. <laughs> you know, I just looked at you want to hear their governing Boom board? Ranch Academy. No, what? I loved it. Listen, they got Kellen Flukinger, former Arizona State All American, Melissa Larkin. I got to assume. That that's Eric's wife, Eric Simpson. I'm sorry, Eric Larkin, 
Aaron Simpson, all-time Arizona State great, and Mike Douglas, uh, thoroughbred wrestling coach. I love these guys. This is so awesome. Well, like, so no, I, I I think that the the Valiant Prep system, it like you know it 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 just really like demonstrates you don't have to follow a traditional high school setup and. Talking about Cody Chittum, he's kind of you know the same thing. Yeah. And if not for COVID, I don't know that he would have gone down this path, right? He was Blair all the way, um, and then COVID shut everything down, and it was like, well, I mean, let's I'll just train at Boom Ranch and have guys in and train with them and wrestle whatever schedule I want. And so <clears throat> I think when they made the decision to to stick to a non high school schedule, it was just at that point it was them thinking yeah. about like, man, we we don't have to, we're not beholden to anybody, we don't have to show up at. Sure. Any tournament that we don't want to, we can go. If we want to go college opens and do that, we can. If we want to, you know. Yeah. Um, Max and I just had about a five-hour conversation on this topic. What are you going to do? Are you going to send some kids to some college opens? Where's Ozzy going? Uh, Ma- Max is going to take some. But no, just just the idea of like wha- what and how. and Because we kind of think about things a little bit differently than a lot of people. Not just our only – for a lot of people, the only thought is how do we make these kids – as competitive as possible where we're kind of also worried about the whole ecosystem within Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like pulling all the best kids out might not be that might kind of hurt the ecosystem long-term. And we're, you know, so we're we're trying, we're trying to weigh all those factors. Um, But one of the, you know, we can speak about Corona. One of the really fascinating things is there's so many great online options now. And I don't know, I think high schools are kind of inefficient and they do eight hour a day and you can do that. You can do that and, three, four hours and be done with it on in an online program that you like that fits you. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the ecosystem and it's, it, 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 especially thinking about a guy like Cody Chittum, it's really interesting to think about what, what end of, you know, what the decisions that these kids have to make does to a wrestling ecosystem. Um, so many guys from the South, end up in these prep lineups, right? Like and yeah, Chitt- Pennsylvania for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, Chittum, or, yeah. Or just move to PA. Um, Think about the guys that have moved out of the southern states into other other kind of wrestling hotbeds. Chittum was at Blair yeah. for a long time. You know, you look at Wyoming Sim, Gabe Arnold from just, Georgia. Uh, yeah. You know, Luke Lillard. You just talked about the kids Missouri. that are at um, um, Bishop McCourt. What's it? Bishop McCourt. Those guys. They're from yeah. what? Tennessee and uh, North Carolina, Jack's maybe or something. Jack Forrest is from North Carolina. Um, Herring's yeah. from from Tennessee. You know. Yeah, Chittum moving out of Tennessee. Uh, Noah Pettigrew was from, is from Georgia. He was in, um, he was in Blair for a while, and it, it really like it makes it really hard to. Oh, Joe Seeley, another North Carolina guy. He's at Wyoming Seminary. Oh, he um, didn't live. Oh, I thought he lived in North Carolina still. No, he just this over the summer. He's at Sem. So it 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 does it it changes the the ecosystem of wrestling. Um, yeah, and 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 that's a decision that like. It's, it's got to be really hard for these families. Like, what do I do? If Seriously. You're Co- if you're Cody Chittum's family, it's like, what do I prioritize? Uh, you know, building the rec- wrestling ecosystem in Tennessee or getting the, the most I can out of my years when I'm in this yeah. developmental stage. Well, yeah. Doing? If it's, if it's one kid, you know, if it's one kid or one parent, I, I, I see it. That's like a lot of, so we have, we don't have school choice here. We have open enrollment where as a eighth grader or ninth grader, you could choose where you want to go. Um, and I don't blame parents at all that want the best opportunity for their kids. Like some people look down on them and it's like, they, they want the best opportunity for the kid. But for Max and I, we got to think about what's best for the whole ecosystem and then try to also at the same time, do what's best for our kids too. It's, it's a balancing act. Yeah. Where's Aussie man, strong boy going to high school. <laughs> That's so far away. Who knows? All right. You better start looking. He might be, he might be He's, going to Valiant prep. Yeah, sounds that's like, what, that's what I'm <laughs> 
Ah, uh, there you go. Um, right. But but to the wrestling at forty five, you know, Chittum is going to be the the favorite to make the finals. Uh, the semi on the other side is seated to be Arrington and Waylon, Ty Waylon. Um, that's a fun match. I I got Arrington there. We saw him at who's number one. The guy attacks like crazy. Which if we get an Arrington Chittum final, um, Chittum's going to be the favorite. But but I I love the love the pace that Arrington puts on. I you know his approach to wrestling is just it's it's just pull the trigger and uh, so that could be a really fun match in the finals. Got another Larkin here. Yes, the four seed Jude Swisher. <laughs> shout out Caleb Larkin. Um, they there should be a. A Gibson family, Larkin family, like you know, showdown. There, that basically is what happened at Fargo. Um, the 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 Gibson lost. Mason Gibson lost to uh, which Larkin did he lose to? Kyler Larkin, um, yeah. in that crazy match, and then and then like not long after, Eric Gibson had that had that match with uh, Caleb Larkin, and Eric got him back. There's like a family feud going on there. Those two two families. But yeah, I think it's I think it's Chittum Arrington in the finals, and, and I got Chittum. What you guys got? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think Cody's a huge favorite here. I would be surprised to yeah, see him lose. Like Cody. Mm-hmm. It is it is going to be interesting coming off injury. Hasn't competed in a while. Will that be a factor? Um, who knows? But uh, either way, it'll be fun. Um, okay, one fifty two. This I think I think this weight class has. Um, I don't know, six really legit it's like the most, title favorites. Yeah, it's definitely the most up for grabs weight, in my opinion. I think so, too. It is is wide open. Um, Michael Killich is the one seed uh, based on his placement here last year, but he's, like, ranking-wise, he's a little bit behind um, some of the other guys like like Mesenbrink, Gibson, Ruiz. Oh, yeah. um, I The two... The two sophomores in this bracket, Ryder, Zach Ryder and Joe Seeley, are really interesting to me. Um, they're guys that look like they're just about to, you know, they or they, there's a question: Will they make a, a next level jump? And this is the time to do it. Um, I would not be at all surprised to see a Zach Ryder Joe Seeley final. There are a lot of good guys here, though, and I don't know. I mean, Nico Ruiz is super, super good. Uh, it's going to be a tough match for for Ryder in the quarters, um, so I don't know. But I kind of think those two guys. We got a got a Wisconsin guy, the two seed Messenbrink. What do you think about him, Ben? Uh, I, I work a lot with him. Uh, I think he's made some really good progress. Uh, came up a little bit short at Fargo. So funny that he lost to the same two guys at Super Thirty Two and at Fargo, um, which were oh my gosh, what's the guy's name? The guy from Awatana. Um, and then Pinero Johnson was the other kid that's at Iowa State. Yeah, who's it? Oh, who's the kid? He was like he was like the number four kid in the country last year from Minnesota. Um, help me out. Uh, Kale uh, Swenson. Kale Swenson. Yes, he lost to him twice. So I think he's made some good progress. I think. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think he's the favorite because he's way. He's ranked number three in your guys' rankings, and these other guys are a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. I think Eric Gibson's really good, so that's probably a pretty tough matchup. Um, and I can't say I've watched a lot of the other guys. Hey, Mesenbrink, I got a question for you about Mesenbrink. He um, yeah. he's like the fir- basically the first big recruit for Cal Baptist. Um, yeah. What's what, what 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 went into that process? That's like that's huge for them. Yeah, he just uh, he just really liked it. Um, 
I guess academics were really important to him. So he was looking at Penn and Columbia and so there's some other really um, high up academic institutions. And so, uh, but he, I guess he really loved Cal Baptist when he went out there and uh, committed there. He's really happy about it. Yeah, they need, I mean, they needed a guy like that. And like, you know, I'm, I'm curious if other people will follow. I think they got someone else fairly highly ranked recently too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not coming to mind, but they- California they, kid, a California yes, kid. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I can't remember right now, but anyway, okay. Well, that'd be interesting. And maybe Gaetan, did Gaetan commit? MJ Gaten, yeah. MJ Gaten, yeah. I think, Gaten, it, I think it was. is that how it is? Okay. MJ. Um, okay. Cool. 160, Levi Haynes is a pretty big favorite. He is, he's maybe the biggest, he, he's one of the biggest favorites of the entire tournament, um, in my opinion, at 160. Uh, I Yeah, I mean, it's it's Levi Haynes and then it's and then it's the field. Um, I do think his maybe one of it maybe his toughest match could come in the quarterfinals with Jonathan Lay. He was he was a breakout performer here last year, placed really high, might have been third. I'm, I don't understand him at the eight seed. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, that's going to be a, 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 a fun match, I think, with Lay and Haynes. But Levi Haynes is I think pretty far removed from from. This field, not necessarily this whole weight class, but just this particular field, I think uh, Levi Haynes is is pretty far ahead. We were supposed to, or originally thought we were going to see a rematch with Riggins, um, but I don't think Riggins is going to be there anymore, unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. Riggins actually took a match from him in uh, Cadet World Team Trials Finals. Yeah. I know. I was really looking forward to that rematch because it seemed like both of guys have a pretty clear path to the finals, but um, but now we don't get it. I think it's Levi Haynes' next topic, really. All right. Levi, fruit of the loom. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. Uh, <laughs> big underwear. Big underwear <laughs> brand. Uh, 170. If 160 is like is, is next topic, 170 is anything but. Um, Rocco Welsh and Braden Thompson, two guys who were at who's number one. And then Matt Singleton yeah. coming down from 82. He's the one seed, and I, I actually picked him to win it. I think he – is really really good um but man why did singleton come down do you guys know i i don't know i i think that's maybe been the plan all along i actually i believe that's been the plan all along um he i think was up to from what i understand he was up for like junior duels and stuff like that because it made sense for the for the georgia team but also yeah he made the greco junior world team at like Whatever, whatever. It was a weight class in between. It was what I don't remember what the kilo number was, but it was like 177. And so I think it was like, well, I'll just yeah. stay up while I'm while I'm doing that. And then and then now that it's you know getting close to the season, it's like he's he's going to come back down. Um, also, the a lot of people will go a much lower weight or a lower weight class than they would because of the weigh-in rules at Super 32. The night before. Oh, because day before. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of think that's it, uh, but. But dude, he he's super super good. Was in the finals here last year, and and I think um, I think he could win the whole thing. But man, God, like Rocco Welsh and Braden Thompson are both super good. We didn't get to see Welsh and Thompson at at who's number one. Um, they were on opposite sides of that four man group, and that's set up to be a semi. Um, be good. Singleton's not going to have like 
a, a walk to the finals. Tate Noctaborin or Rune Lawrence potentially in the semis. Both those guys are really good. And Rune Lawrence is is a, is a sophomore that is kind of like Ryder and Seeley, who we talked about earlier. He's a guy that I think could make a big jump. And if he, I mean, he won Pennsylvania State as a freshman. So yeah, he. I mean, he had you know ranked wins there. Um, but those are ranked wins in like the fifteen to twenty range. This would be. I mean, if he if he made it to the finals in this field or or won it, that that would be like a really really big jump. I, I think it's a jump he's going to make at some point. I don't know if it's this weekend. Um, so I, I I've got I picked Singleton to win it. But man, I, I love this weight. Cody Merrill down at the six. That guy is that guy's super dangerous. Um, man, there's a lot a lot of ways this one could go. E two Brian Soldano, the top seed there. Um, isn't he among the the bigger favorites in this weight class or the, uh, this tournament? He is. There are guys that can that can go with him for sure. One of the one of them is an AWA guy, Clayton Whiting. Um, oh, yeah. He and he and Hayden Walters met at Fargo. Far, Walters the two, Whiting the three. Walters won that oh, one. That was that fifth. Oh, that, that was a Conti semi. It was like a two to one, right? I think it was. I think it, by the end it was like five to two or something. But it was it was a close match. Um, close. And uh, you know th- those guys those guys are both good. The match I really hope we see is a potential semi between Saldano and Rogatsky. Yeah. Ryder Rogatsky is like he's a kitchen sink guy. He's, he's crazy. He's crazy. He kitchen he sink guy. He, he pinned. Um, he Gabe pinned Arnold. Gabe Arnold in a lat whip. Gabe Arnold. And that was wild. They beat him again on the backside, yes. right? Beat him again Didn't on the backside. The dude is like, he, he just, he does what, he he was a journeyman, I think, a couple weeks ago, and he was hitting lat whips from bottom. He was like reaching back, lat whipping guys. Um, you just, you'll end up on your back, like from any position yeah. with Rogotsky. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. Oh, so this, uh, the Crescent Valley team out of Oregon. We talked about Valiant Prep, but I feel like Crescent Valley's got a ton of good dudes. Yes. Who's the Uh-oh. coach up Let's there? Look at their website. <laughs> um, I have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. They're, no, they're super good. Uh, it doesn't sound like a private school, though, Christian. Crescent Valley? I don't know. Bishop. It has some Bishop oh, Sycamore kind of vibes. You never know. But that, yeah, that, that, so I, yeah, the Whiting, the Whiting Walter semi will be fun because it's a rematch. But Saldano Rogotsky, like, mm. Brian Saldano, I can't remember which round it was in Fargo. He went double overs, made like a misstep, ended up on his back, kept the double overs, fought off his back, got back to his feet, and then chucked the guy to his back and pinned him. Like, the guy is just, Saldano's really good, but he's like Rogotsky in that he will, he's not afraid to do any technique. And he, he's and the, wild. He's wild. He has like incredible tools. Um, he, yes. Man, he's gonna be. If we see him, he's like, like butterfly so guard yeah. in wrestling. Yes. Clayton was shooting on him, and he kept doing a freaking chest wrap. And it was, I sure thought they were calling the the points wrong. But, dang, well, maybe yeah. so. Um, but Crescent Valley is just a very real school. Just a very real public. Yeah, they're number school. six in the country allegedly via right. their Twitter. It's a good school. <laughs> wow, <laughs> very good. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I think Saldano's a favorite, but though all these guys, you know, the 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 guys from two to six, seven in the seeds can push him, um, and he does have that. There is that quality where, like, if he's willing to take risks, and and that could potentially yeah. bite him. But he won this tournament last year. Uh, taking risks didn't hurt him. It usually doesn't. And uh, I I kind of yeah, he's my pick to win it again. 195. Yeah, can't wait to watch him at the next level too. I think he's gonna be really fun, dude. Imagine, imagine what's gonna happen in the rack when Saldano 
locks up double overs. Like the whole crowd is just going to lose their minds. Here we go, bananas. They're going to, yeah. They're going to start spelling out the word bananas. Bananas. <laughs> um, 195, uh, Seth the one seed, Rylan Rogers the two, Colby Franklin the three, Martin Cosgrove the four, Wyatt Volker the five. Um, and it, it's good after that as well. Uh, Shoemate's the favorite. Shoemate and Rogers is a match that we that we haven't seen. It's seated to be the final. Uh, that would be a really fun one. I think Rylan Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Rylan, Rylan's coming up in weight, right? He is, yes. I, that, and that's that's a big question mark for yeah. me because if if this thing plays out to seed, then he would have Colby Franklin in the in the semis. Colby Franklin Colby's is big. huge, one ninety five <laughs> pounder. That guy is like he's big. He moves really really well. Um, Colby Franklin had a a wild match with Seth Shoemate at Fargo. It was like ten eight, and Colby was like in on the the match winning takedown. As time expired, something like that. And, Island um, did beat him uh, for third at Fargo. That's true. That's true. So, um, you know, I, I think Ryland wins. You think you got Ryland? Yeah, I just shoot me. I don't know. I think he's got all the talent. He's the most talented guy here. But I don't navigating the full bracket. I just don't know if I have the. I don't know if he'll do it. Yeah, Shoemate, Like even as a sophomore he had like a power advantage big strong guy mm-hmm. super good um Rylan Rogers is you know that his his technique i think is probably better than anybody else in the field um if that's a final i i picked Shoemate, i think in the preview but i could see that one going going to Rogers either way i i also think Colby Franklin he just seems like he's been improving and and doing kind of the things that that could uh could land him on top of this one so but i i picked Shoemate there and then we got a Christian Carroll alert at 220. He is the biggest favorite in in this entire tournament, in my opinion. Um, he's just going to cartwheel over 220 pounders habitually. He's addicted to cartwheeling over 220 pounders. He's a <laughs> cartwheeler. He can't help it. It's like the only thing he knows how to do. Um, he is so big and strong, so athletic. His, his wrestling aware, positional awareness, his technique is like – is as good as, as almost anybody at any weight class. Um, yeah, it's, it's Christian Carroll. And the, the guys that are behind him are guys that have been kind of waiting for a breakout moment. Guys, Jack Dara, Logan Shepard, um, Parker Farrell, really tough guys, but just haven't proven to be, to be, be near where Christian Carroll is at this point. So 220 to me is, is kind of a next topic weight. Um, Christian Carroll's the biggest favorite in the tournament. Now he's, he's a, an Illinois commit. Yes. Is he, uh, only a junior, right? Yep, yep. Curious how that recruiting battle materializes if it's completely shut down for good, or because you have to figure these schools are not going to, you know, stop uh, attempting to get him, especially some of his caliber. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I'm sure that schools are going to continue to try to recruit him. Right now, he seems very firm in his commitment. You know, like on social media, it's you know, it's a lot of Illinois posts and not just like. Him wearing Illinois gear, but you know, anytime any news breaks Illinois' way, he's all over it. That's he's awesome. So right now, he's he's pretty locked in. But no, I mean, I think people are going to keep putting the pressure on. Um, he he's going to be very interesting at the next level. I think the big question is where where does he go weight class wise? I know for a long you know for a long time he's talked about wanting to go ninety seven to start. He hmm. he is huge though. Um, I don't I don't know though. He's he he weighed in at. 
at super or at who's number one, he didn't have to make any kind of weight class because he was wrestling Nick Feldman, and he he stepped on the scale at two twenty two. Oh, so boy. he's not he's not like as big as I think a lot of people think he's like two thirty five. Um, well, two twenty two as a high school junior, yeah, making one ninety seven in two years. That that sounds tough. It'll be, it would be, be tough for sure. It would be tough for sure. But I don't. I mean, I think a lot of guys at ninety seven are cutting that kind of weight. Do you? Yeah. I mean, he's going from, to heavyweight. Come on. You think so? Right yeah. away? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, if he's if he's weighing two twenty two as a junior, even if he doesn't even if he grow, grow even if he grows zero, it's going to be not easy to make. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Like Braxton Amos walks around at. Same thing. I th- but I think one ninety seven is going to be hard for him. I've said yeah. that. Yeah. That's been a major, major topic of conversation. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, another one of those guys in that kind of that Kyle Snyder mold. Um, maybe he goes 97 for a year. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's just that was tough for Kyle. We all know that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just think about with Kyle, like he's a, probably a perfectly suited 213, right? Like yeah. he's like right at his perfect weight and coming down that ne- extra 16 pounds even if you're big like kyle was really tough and he did it one year yeah yeah maybe christian carroll just just and focus on getting big also why why go down like is it does it help uh illinois i don't know that i don't know that that's a big consideration i, I think just, a lot of people think they're a smaller weight until the time comes well i i, I do think i do think that that long term Christian Carroll imagines himself winning an Olympic gold medal at 97 kilos. And, and so I think when guys, yeah. guys that are at that 97 kilo, they have really a, have a decision to make. Like, do I try to get big and wrestle heavyweight knowing, you know, I'm gonna have to come down to 213, or do I stick around 97? And then I, it's just a, it's just a weird. He's right in that middle kind of weird way. He's perfect for 97 kilos. Um, I think you're better off coming down than, than trying to quickly build yourself up into a, um, well, Kyle Snyder did it. He, I, I think Kyle preferred to come down and go 97, then go up. But you, you would think that'd be the, the better direction. That's what, I mean, that's what Nick Feldman's doing. And, you know, obviously Feldman was committed to Ohio state early. And you got to wonder if like, he's had those exact conversations with the Ohio state staff about Kyle and about that decision and about Feldman wants to go two thirteen. Um, well, I, I'm saying he's going heavyweight. Oh, okay, um, yeah. I'm saying he's going heavyweight without be, without being big enough to you know right now to to really um, weigh at 285. If if he was if he was wrestling freestyle right now, man, he would be able to go. I don't think I don't feel like deal. there's been a 285 pound national champ in a while. I mean, you Dustin know, Fox. Kuhn was very very large. Dustin Fox, yeah, Kuhn was very large, but most of these other guys are. I mean, Gable's what two fifty, and I think he's probably gotten bigger. Yeah, Kassar was small. It's just, I mean, Snyder think about this. Small. We think of, of Ca- We think of Cassiopeia as like a prototypical heavyweight big guy. He weighed two forty six for his certification. Wow, really? That's it? Yeah, but that's a this that's a different. He leaned up. He got leaner though. He got leaner. Yeah, but like last year, he was probably two seventy, right, or two sixty five. I, I bet not. I feel like he lost a lot of weight. I bet he was not two seventy. Really. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where Christian Carroll's going to go. Maybe heavyweight makes the most sense. I know that for a long time he was thinking 97. He's got two years to make that decision, though, and maybe three if he redshirts. Yeah. So. That's what I'm – yeah. So, but, you know. You got to project him at heavyweight. Um, mm-hmm. 
at heavyweight at super 32 chase horn the one seed he's a pretty big favorite here too um I, you know, I think Chase Horn gets it done, and I hope he does. He was he was runner up yeah. here. He was a runner up in Fargo. No thanks to Ben Askren and the Askren Wrestling I, Academy. It was Max and Jordan, but yeah, <laughs> Max's fault. Um, so so, but I think Chase Horn gets it done here. I yeah. think he's gonna roll. Chase is a cool dude. I hope he gets it done as well. Um, that's super third dude. When do you go? When are you going? Not who, till Friday. Who all's going? Friday. 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 Me, JD, Spay, Andy Hamilton. Oh. Solid crop. Yeah. This will be my um, first Super 32 in North Carolina, actually. Yeah. So last year, too. it was wow. at the beach. The inaugural. Yeah, last year was at the beach. <laughs> Sometimes there's, yeah, Greensboro can be a wild town, so be careful. Yeah, pull, don't, join pull any, for, don't join any biker gangs. Pulling for, no, pulling for no hit and runs right outside the Coliseum this year. Yeah, sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. Hopefully not this year. Okay. Why don't we have we we want to talk about this uh, this Sajaliyev interview, uh, JD mm-hmm. that you put in the chat? Yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, you can find it on UWW's website. They transcribed a bunch from an interview he did, mostly talking about Snyder. And there are just some interesting quotes in there, like him saying <clears throat> he thought Snyder was better prepared for the Olympics than the Worlds. Uh, I actually might agree with that. Um, I thought Kyle, why? I thought Kyle, because he looked better at the Olympics. He uh, look at. I just think I mean, he looked, had a different game plan coming into Worlds. Well, I'm not even talking about. I'm well, we're talking talk- specifically about the Sedge Live match. No? Or we're talking about all of the matches. Yes, I thought he looked hmm. better, and I think that makes uh, that where do, makes where do sense I find, too. Where do I find the two and twenty one? Um, I'm just gonna go back and look at the Olympic. Practice. I mean, he he was a, a, a just a. Um, you know, an error away from. Didn't he have the easier side of the bracket at the Olympics? Yeah, he did, but he still, I still thought he looked by a lot because the t- there was a really tough like segment on the other side. The Iranian was opposite. Uh, I think Salas was opposite. It yeah, he had the like uh, a a great draw, but still think I still can say that I think he looked better at the Olympics in spite of all that. So who who damn what this website is annoying. What's his freaking what's his path? Well, he had Cunedo, I know. He had... Um, the Olympics? Yeah. Um, I don't know if he had Otakadze. He might have... Um, no, there's no bracket on this. It's okay. Let's, let's, keep, let's go. Let's go. Where are we going? We're trying, we're trying to talk about Kyle Snyder. I'm trying well, to give you an well, accurate assessment. His next I feel like... Quote okay. Was my, interesting. Can I, can I give you my take? My take Snyder is went this, to uh, Steen, Cunedo, Karadinas uh, from Turkey... And then beat, and then lost to Sajalayev. Like so, I feel like those are all kind of like Kyle's going to win those matches almost every single time. And then at the Worlds, obviously the the Iranian guy, I I would pick the Iranian guy over any of those guys right there that he wrestled at the Olympics. So I feel like Kyle looked good in both. He just had a tougher competition at the Worlds. Yes, yes, I I do agree with that. That's my take. Sajalayev yeah. said he got more tired at Worlds. Did he? Did Kyle Kyle did or or Oh yeah, he said that Ky- yeah, he said that Kyle got more tired at Worlds. Yes. Yeah. He said okay. he he was he felt better and it was easier to win at Worlds. Yeah. I I don't I didn't think it was I don't know. Yeah, I don't I just I, I didn't see that. I thought Kyle looked better at the Olympics. That's all. I mean, I just, I looked better okay. physically, 
more offensive. Just I did. I don't know if he wore out, but I think he was more worn out than he was at the at, at the Olympic Games. Um, but it's it's interesting, you know. Sajulayev knows what Snyder's gonna do. It's the thing we talked about. It's like you got to get this guy tired and and then see what mm-hmm. see what happens. And when the guy knows that hey, that's your way to do it, it you know you can enter these energy conserving tactics. And we saw we saw Yazdani implement a similar strategy in a different sort of way to slow down the match with with David Taylor and just getting underhook over under a bunch. But it's funny, he yeah. says, like, for now I will go for a vacation. I will spin the globe and go wherever my finger points. Hope it's yes. Austin, Texas. I hope it's Austin. Open invite, <laughs> Rashid. Uh, we can funny. celebrate your 27th birthday. I know you had it in October. We, we can celebrate There's it. There's a good chance he ends up in the middle of the ocean doing that. <laughs> Statistically speaking. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, that's a dangerous game to play. Um, that's, a, that's a great point. I also like... They asked him why he chose to wrestle uh, in Oslo and not take it off like some of the other Olympians, and he was like, five-time world champion sounds better than four-time world champion. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's, I really I, think I, at UWW does this, and Russians do it too, but they like, so we pretty much consider the Olympics and the world. So I would say John Smith is a six-time world Olympic champion, or Jordan Burroughs is now a six. They count the world separately. Like, for example... Uh, UWW has had a post about Jordan was the first five-time world champion, which obviously is correct. But when you count them both, John and him are both at six. Yes. I find that to be funny. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Sag Live, I think he is kind of his own guy here. And um, I, th- I think with you have to assume he's thinking 2024 and then being done and like, let me just get to the end here and keep winning, and then I can look back and be, well, be the greatest ever. You know? Don't you think he's probably thinking about? I mean, he didn't say it specifically in the interview, but don't you think he's probably thinking about all time? He's oh, said that before. Yeah, that he thinks about that. That he's chasing, uh, however many. I wonder who he titles. thinks the greatest of all time. Is. Medved or Satiev or right? There's a couple that you could put up there. Mm-hmm. And for him, I think he also. Doesn't view it as much of a challenge as guys like you go have. Like, yeah, I mean, he's like, true. yeah, you know, I, I feel better. Like, my knee's a little bit healed up. Why not go win five matches? Man, being Sagalayev would just be something. Right? Right? Like, the way, you know, the, making the weight is no problem. Yeah. Winning the world championship is no problem. Like, you know, it's not no problem. It's tough, but come on. Compa- yeah, you good? Like, dude. Just getting down to weight for you, go alone is is brutal, and Seriously. you know, or Rashidov or all those guys, like they have a lot to think about. For Sajid Alive, yeah. it's like, well, how many world titles do I want? Four or five? Well, I guess I'll take the five. See you there. Like, mm-hmm. Smoke him if you got him. Get him while you can. Yeah. Spin the globe. End up in the <laughs> ocean. Globe, wherever your finger points. So yeah, good job, Sajid Alive. Enjoy your time. Okay. Uh, do we want to go to some some questions? We have some good user submission. This uh, we answered the PD three dumpster fire last week, so we should delete that. Well, I want to talk about it. Well, what did you say? We just talked I... about it. What was said? Was I there? Yeah, Man, we talked about how while it may be a little bit expensive when we compare it to other sports, it's not. I don't even... think I was on this show. <clears throat> Where were you then? I, I don't know. I could have been in Oslo. This was this was this question was slacking. from September 29th. Slacking piles. 
Well, I'm not slacking. I was just in Norway. Slacking. Slacking. <laughs> I, th I, I don't remember talking about this, but I don't remember if you were there or not either. I don't remember. I don't, I don't think, think it was when you were in Oslo. Yeah, we didn't do questions when you were in Oslo. Oh, correct. you're busting, Miles. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you Listen, were here. I mean, I could be on. in the early stages of dementia. It's possible. <laughs> Seriously. I'm 36. Well, um, no, we talked about, as we talked about, yes, there's a little more expenses than maybe there used to be. But when you compare it to other sports, it's not even close. And that uh, even on uh, someone in a lower socioeconomic status can still definitely afford wrestling at a high level. Okay. If you live in the right place and you have people that can take you to multiple practices. I don't, I don't know. Why don't you know? Let me hear. Well, uh, sure. The if you are there's the way you get good at wrestling is you is you practice it a lot and you have good coaches right and sure, those yeah. are not always within ten minutes if you live in Illinois in Chicago there's a lot of clubs around you if you live in even you know there, there's a, most places in the country you are not near a good wrestling club most hmm. you you got you got people you got people that drive to Seabolt from Wisconsin right they, yeah, the, those you deal. can't you can't just do that. Most kids don't have that opportunity. They don't have the parents that will fly them around. You look at the national schedules that some of these kids are, are wrestling from a young age all through high school. Very, but I would, I would strongly expensive. argue that that's unnecessary. Hmm. And we're going to – Max and I are going to prove it. I mean, doing it the way we're going to do it, we're definitely going to prove that that's not necessary. Well, well Ben, if, if someone lives within that, – that's if someone lives near where you have – facilities oh. like that's that's just not available to, to most no i'm saying that i mean the, the so i mean what i think is highly unnecessary and um i don't want to say flow is part of the problem but kind of by definition you guys are and no offense obviously and youth terms like you turn big youth tournaments want to make feel kids make want to make kids feel like they have to go to them in order to have this long-term success when that's just not the case and so like i've said i when we said the last time this argument is like you can do almost all the tournaments locally and then do one to two big national ones. And so obviously with, with local, you can do like a, a Western regional or some other really hard tournaments. You can find a couple close to you where they're definitely driving distance one night at a hotel, right? Unless maybe you're like in the middle of Montana, but anywhere on the East coast for sure. Most likely anywhere in California, Southwest for sure. Um, maybe strange parts of Texas and Montana or, you know, somewhere up there. But so you can you can find a lot of those, and then you got to pay for two bigger bigger tournaments a year, is what I would say. Okay. Well, I don't want to re revisit it. Uh, okay. Do you have any you want to queue up here, JD? It seemed like a topic you're passionate about. I am sort of passionate. I do. I do think wrestling is becoming. Uh, well, I think it's become a victim of where you are born or raised. More born and raised. I mean, if I, I think parental involvement is essential. And if your parents are not supporting it, it's really hard to be elite. And not wouldn't all that be all sports though? And uh, all times, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. But um, I, I think, I think it's really hard to be elite without that level of support. And that's just not just like financials. Like, do your parents have the time to run you around to the degree that's necessary to be to be really, really good? I, I think it is getting that way. I mean, it's, I think it's expensive. I mean, I. Uh, you know, I pay for for a club. I think, and it's like how much it's is not, your club? It's not, an ex, it's not an expensive club. It's just that's how much it costs. I think how it's much? expensive. 
What's the get into finance? I'm putting all the. Why not? Like, We're talking about how much clubs go. I'll tell you how much mine is if you want to know. How much? We charge $135 for if you're a year member, and if you're a, a three month member, it's $175 a month. Yeah, it's about like that. Okay. But when you compare a, that to expensive. other sports, when you compare that to other sports, Christian, it's not close to other sports. Yeah. I don't know other much about youth or not youth, but like high school football, but I think that's one where it's still mostly by your school. And everything yeah. is given to you by the school, except for maybe cleats. Like, you're padded up. Base, baseball's insane. Hockey's insane. Lacrosse, field hockey, they're yeah. all gymnastics. I'm not swimming. saying they're that those, it's the most there. expensive sport or that it's as expensive as those sports. I don't think it is. But I think it is. I think the barrier, um, I think it's increasing a little bit. Okay. Just my opinion. Fair enough. And you look, man, there's, there's some. There's some, uh, I think it's, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. What? How about what? that? How about that? Say I'll it, t- come on. No, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Wow. Then I got to deal with it. So let's go. Any questions you see you want to queue up? Yeah. Um, well, I guess you answered this one already, but can Spencer Lee turn Spencer Lee on top? I say yes. I said yes. I, said <laughs> I think it's a great question. He's a freak on top. Uh, I think it's funny. Cracked me up. But there's only one way to know. We need to clone him. We have to clone him, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of wrestling coaches are attempting to do that. That would be a smart, smart strategy. Uh, Adam Rush asks, was your most anticipated NCAA weight class this year, and why is it 133? I don't know that it is 133. No, 197. Yeah, we, we still said 197. Piled. I like 197. I like 74, actually. Um, I think that's really exciting. Super fun. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. What if a one Nikki push-ups comes back? Oh my gosh! At oh 125, my gosh. does that take the cake? If he goes 125, that's it. Just forget it. I mean, t- get rid of 197 too. Sorry to say. Get rid of all the weight classes. Let's just do one match. Just do one match three times at the duel at. Uh, 33 is fun with him and RBY and Dayton, and you have a kind of a three-way. It is. It is, but it's also like we've seen it, and it. And the other thing is like, well, we know that. Dayton and and Nick have to have boring matches. They're contractually so obligated the to not matches. take each other down. Yes. So I don't know. I think I I think the drama that you inject into Nick on 125 with the express purpose of wanting to beat Spencer is like in, like as juicy as it gets. Now I I wonder how what percentage chance would you give Nick against Spencer? Decent. Really? Yeah. How decent? Uh, 25. Okay. So they ru- they could wrestle three times if he goes to a Big Ten school. Oh, so then, there's, so then 75 times 75 times 75. So we're saying if he gets three chances, he's going to beat him. Probably, there's probably a 60% chance he beats him if they get three three chances. Is that what we're saying? Three crackeroonies. Yeah. Um. I would say, you know what's funny? Statistics in wrestling. I was actually just talking to someone about this in MMA, the difference in MMA. In, in wrestling, even, you know, like statistically speaking, you, if you have three 75% chances, you multiply those and then you get a chance that of one of the three. But in wrestling, I don't feel like it, it uses the same math function. You know what I'm saying? Like 
if one guy is better than another guy, but only by a little bit, there's still a good chance he's going to beat him every single time. Whereas in mixed martial arts, because of all the crazy things that happen, you're more likely to get a different winner or a different outcome. I agree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they teach, that, they teach that in ninth grade math at Valiant Prep. <laughs> basic fractions. Uh, that's good. That's good. Um, next question. Kurt Arnoldson. Um, there's one too many syllables in your name, Kurt. You, just, you need to chuck one. So many syllables. Um, sorry. Just call him Kurt D. Arnie. Kurt Arnie. Kurt Arnie. Uh, oh my! He wants us to start a book study, um, which I just think Ben should read I a book books. and just synthesize books to us. I I'm reading this book right now. Well, you know what? I listen. I was stubborn for so long, Christian, on like actually reading the books and not doing audio books. And then I just there's a couple I really wanted to read, and I'm like, I know enough times so I audio booked them. I've already audio, audio booked five and a half books in the last like two weeks, so I'm like getting a lot of information up in the old noggin. But the one I'm listening to right now is um, the Notebook. Dude, I can't I can't recommend it more. It's uh, Why We Twilight. Sleep by Beast Bombs. Fifty Shades. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Why We Sleep by Matt Walker. Dude, okay. some of these stats and studies they have on sleep and lack of sleep are freaking give, fascinating. Yeah, so give it. Fascinating. Give us the. I, I'm interested in this. Well, just like, I mean, like the uh, the one that was a couple chapters ago, they're talking about they bring people in for a study and they do uh, eight hours. You get eight hours, six hours, four hours, or no hours, right? And the initial study was three days. And they want to see the cognitive decline over the three days. And obviously, no sleep is like like this. Yeah. But there, there was a significant decline in cognitive function of the four- and six-hour groups. And then, so then, then they did um, longer studies with the four and six hour groups. The the zero hour groups, they said that's too dangerous, and they cut that one right. And they and the, the cognitive decline doesn't stop, right? So it just keeps going down and down and down over the course of time. And you know, he said there's like people that talk about functioning with four and six hours of sleep, and he Jocko, said he your boy. he has never had anyone Not come good. to his office and actually prove it. So he said anyone who's came to his office, studied thousands of people and anyone who's actually came in and you know recorded their sleep and then recorded their cognitive function it's it's absolutely went down i think i saw a stat i don't remember where i saw this or how true it even is uh, but driving on it's like i think they did like four hours of sleep yes, or something yeah, is worse is more dangerous than drunk driving that to yes. a certain degree so they, obviously not yeah, they didn't know it, it is. They did dri- they did a driving simulator and they did uh, kind of same thing. So they did eight hours, eight hours with drinking, four hours, and then four hours with drinking. And the it's, it's the amount that it's worse. It's not like ten percent worse. It's like eleven x worse. Like you're way more likely to get in accidents. And when the four hours with drinking, and his point was like, well, most people if they've been drinking and they're driving, it's they're lacking sleep because they've been awake for. Right, they're not drinking and driving right. at three p.m. They're drinking and driving at one a.m. or two a.m. And it's like an insane amount worse. So, like, the book is like mind blowing. I would really, really recommend it. Well, you know, I'm remembering uh, one of the the kale quotes about Nick Lee. Why he's doing a good job? He gets nine and nine and a quarter hours of sleep a night. Yeah, seriously. 
I remember yeah, reading. So, I, mean, I, I read. I read somewhere that like uh, lack of sleep and like being overworked was a big a big part of like the Challenger explosion. Like they 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 cited like mm. some of the mistakes that were made to you know they they attributed some of those things to to lack of sleep because they were like trying to get this meet this deadline yes. and they're working way too many hours and and sleeping way too few and they're like they're basically like they were drunk on the job trying to get this yeah. this rocket out, out benefits kind of plateau at like eight though like there's not that much difference between yeah. yep. eight yep. and nine and a quarter eight. no you want to oh, be done. Well, i mean he he's, he's saying eight, eight is like good and there's not really much use in going over that but yeah i mean not just so cognitive impairments uh but then he's also talking about like they're talking about uh, there's some uh, hormones that make you eat, you know, one that makes you feel full and then one that makes you want food. And if you have lack of sleep, you're more likely, oh, yeah. likely to be obese because you want food. And then specifically the food that's not good for you, Don't you feed. desire more when you sleep. And, and you have I less discipline like, to yeah. turn it down. And then like your blood pressure goes up when you don't sleep. Like, I mean, just like, it's just like, and I, I've been, I feel like I've been a pretty good sleeper, but it's like, dude, I gotta, I, I gotta freaking sleep every night. Cause uh, I mean, this this book is like super eye opening. So highly recommend it. I love it. And I love it. Yeah, one of the topics, and this maybe this will be with uh, you know Askren High School, but one of the topics they're going to get into, they're leading into, and this is pretty fascinating. They, so they said that um, circadian rhythm of adolescence moves back, which you guys all know that, right? Like adolescents, for whatever reason, like to stay up later, mm-hmm. and it's literally because their circadian rhythm moves back. But he is going to talk about the problem with lack of sleep because almost all high schools have these insanely early start times, and so I'm very curious to see what his um, what his answer is, right? Like what they should be doing. Um, yeah, I know I was miserable my freshman sophomore year of high school. I was freaking miserable because you have to wake up at six a.m. and that was super hard for me. Shout out Huddle Hippos. They like they start the elementary school kids like seven forty five in the morning, but then the high school doesn't start till like nine. They That's that's how it should be probably. And the middle school is in between. So like it, it helps with the bus like it spreads the bus traf- traffic out, but also it's like they yeah, they I think they they've looked at some of the sleep stuff. And they're and they're you know, they're hippos, so you know. They need more take sleep. This hippo. They need they need a lot of sleep. Uh, so okay. I haven't got to that chapter, but I'll I'll give you guys the update on that chapter, but I really I couldn't recommend this book more. The other one, the last one that I read uh, or I read, listened to, um, was fascinating, which was Lifespan by David Sinclair. And that was just talking about um, he's, an, he's an anti-aging guy, the guy that I was telling you about. Because I told you I was reading that because we were talking about Kyle Dake. Yeah. And he, he thinks that you can absolutely reverse aging. So I don't know anyone that's pro-aging. It's so crazy. You know? it's kind of- well, so his, his take is that people – accept aging and they don't consider it a disease and aging is like uh is that the guy that so was, highly... did he do rogan once he did yeah it was really good yeah i think i, I listened to it yeah and so he and you just listen to it highly correlated with every every disease that you can have and people just accept that that's the case so what are like the the things he attributes that we could be doing to limit well aging. i already bought one thing um well so i mean okay without supplementation but i bought this nm nmn stuff which is supposed to raise your nad levels which is very important i, I don't guess. know either of those abbreviations <laughs> for the record well the new Google mexico it. Levels? i bought it um but the three things he says for anti-aging was non-supplements um number one exercise uh is really important obviously mm. 
Number two, fasting of, of some type, and they don't have a specific. So he said, you know, like intermittent fasting. Some people do like a fast every quarter, you know, where they don't eat for five days or something like that. But he said fasting is absolutely proven to help with longevity. And then he also said, uh, this is this is fascinating, is um, getting out of your thermoneutral zone. So hot and cold um, are really important. I do I do those things. You mean sauna? You mean like getting a sauna? Yeah, very hot and very cold. So he said, he said cold. I think he said cold plunge or whatever. Also, I hate cold. That's though. tougher to find. In hate Texas. it. I hate cold. It's the worst. Sauna. I'm gonna build the UFC has the UFC PI. They have a hot and cold next to each other, and it makes the cold a little bit better, Christian. So I'm gonna think I'm gonna do one of those sometime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's like yeah. My issue is the recommended amount of time in the cold. Not just that you have to get <laughs> in it. It's like okay, wait, how long in here? No thanks. I'll just. I, I just I just won't take a cold shower, but um, jump in a pool. But like it's, it's extreme. Okay, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. Speaking of, um, we were talking about Soriano to one twenty five. Sebastian Rivera's got to be trolling here, but he put it on Instagram. He's trolling. <laughs> He's trolling. I l- you got to bring it up. Fun to bring. It up. He said, "Stop asking what what weight." My favorite numbers are one, two, and five, though. Um. Now I don't know. I I would. I he think he should wrestle go... sixty five kilograms. <laughs> Doesn't mean he should. Uh, he should have been at sixty one at Worlds. Um, he really should have been. Huh? I think he's a. I think his best. I think his peak performance is probably like in the one thirty three range. If I um, had to guess, that's just my assumption. One twenty five. I don't think so. But it's fun to talk about. Very small. Yeah, very small. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, we'll see where he's certified. Maybe we can f- find that out. Um, okay. Well, it's 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 9.42. We should probably get, get the heck out of here. Ben's ready to go. We're ready to go. Pee. Ben's got to pee. I'm going to listen to my book it, some more. As we all know, he's got to listen to books on tape. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more wrestling. Maybe a little more Super 32. Who knows what we're going to talk about. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great Wednesday. See ya.